They say this cat brother Craig is a bad brother. But I'm talking about Hatchet. Then we can dig it. The really real deal with Brother Craig, the Hatchet Man, every Saturday. Who is the Hatchet Man? Where is the Hatchet Man? Who is this Hatchet Man and where can we find him? Okay, okay. Brother Craig is the Hatchet Man and you can find him at WNTW 820 The Answer. The really real deal with Brother Craig, the Hatchet Man, on 820 AM WNTW. Well, well, well. Hello, America. That's right. You heard it, folks. They said no more water. Please. <laughs> we haven't heard that intro in a while. Uh, that was uh, our um, interrogators interrogating a terrorist, okay, of all things. And I, we ran that promo for years, folks, and I was wondering when was I going to get that sternly worded letter from the United Nations for terrorist abuse, poking fun at those poor little old terrorists. But anyway, I never did get that letter. Oh, I was hoping to get that letter. I was going to frame that thing and hang it up right here, probably have a copy right here in the studio, and uh, have a copy at home, and I have a copy in my office. Uh, anyway. Anyway, welcome to the program, America, your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming at you live here. And this is the big dog for talk, uh, the really real deal. Uh, we tell it like it is. And, uh, of course, we are the onion toters uh, in the uh, in the uh, Christian conservative constitutional capitalistic coalition, uh, trying real hard to uh, to grow the, uh, the the onion cohort in our party. Uh, it's, 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 it's tough. I tell you, it's really, really tough. Uh, there's nothing uh, that Republicans uh, like more. And, and really, my Christian friends, and I am treading carefully here now, I'm treading real carefully because, we, you know, as Christians, we are advised to uh, critique one another with gentleness, and I, and I believe in that, okay? But critique we must, and critique I do. Okay, and uh, but being that it is a talk program with uh, call-in capability, the critique is a two-way street, folks. So anyone doesn't like it, uh, well, we'll just give the phone number out when we're ready to take calls. But uh, I won't give the phone number out uh, just right now. Although if you're on Facebook Live, which uh, we do have thousands of uh, Facebook viewers out there, if you're on Facebook Live, you can see the phone number right there. But just hold off on your phone calls. Um, we want to. Uh, I want to unpack the program uh, for today. Um, we have a very special guest in studio with us, uh, Cheyenne Fenty. Welcome, Cheyenne, and thank you so much for joining us. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me today. Oh, it's my pleasure. It's my pleasure. And uh, many of you uh, who have been longtime listeners of The Hatchet Man, you know how I get down at election time, okay? Uh, in the primaries, generally, I do not endorse in primaries and uh, on the uh, statewide Senate race, I am not endorsing. Uh, we have three fantastic individuals. E.W. Jackson is great. I mean, that guy can light up. Light up. I mean, he can light up an arena. E.W. is the really real deal, and he's a former Marine. <laughs> okay, uh, and uh, a baby boomer. And we have um, Corey Stewart, my generation, Generation X, tough as nails. I did endorse Corey last time against Ed Gillespie, 
that was a no-brainer, even though Ed won. Uh, Corey was obviously the onion toter, and Ed Gillespie was obvious the blueberry, obviously the blueberry tart, okay? And, and you can't tote a set of blueberries. You got to tote onions. And I don't mean baby pearls. I mean shown enough onions, okay? <laughs> and, uh, but uh, so I did endorse Corey last time. But this time there is no weak Ed Gillespie-type candidate uh, in the race. All three of them are great. Nick Freitas, the millennial, and I'm the only guy that's been talking about this race as uh, a a generational contest, which is what it is. You have 38-year-old millennial Nick Freitas, a great guy. I love him. And, uh, you know, 49-year-old Corey Stewart, my generation, Generation X, and 66-year-old E.W. Jackson. It's, It's fantastic. You know, so but no endorsement there. But now in the fourth congressional district of the state of Virginia, which is where this radio studio is located, we're in Chester, Virginia, just out right. We're nestled between Richmond and Petersburg. Okay, the fourth congressional district stretches uh, from parts of Richmond all the way down into the very southeast corner of Virginia, bordering on North Carolina, encompasses uh, Chesapeake, Portsmouth. Uh, where bits and pieces of uh, like like eight or nine different localities, my home county of Charles City, okay, uh, all of this, and the um, the courts did a mandatory, I think, illegal redistricting, but the Republicans were feckless and incompetent in fighting it, okay, and so we have what we have. They drew a district that's heavily tilted towards. Uh, Democrats to ensure getting a Democrat elected. And so many people feel like the uh, the battle between my guest in studio today, Cheyenne Fenty, and her very noble uh, competitor, uh, Ryan McAdams. I've had Ryan on. Uh, he didn't come in studio. We did a call in with him, but we, I have had Ryan on and I've done several events with Ryan. I like Ryan McAdams. Nice guy. Okay. But, uh, this 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 is going to be a very difficult race uh, going up against Donald McEachin. And uh, for my money, I think Cheyenne Fenty, uh, I think she has what it takes. Uh, not saying I'm going to guarantee a win, Cheyenne, in the uh, general election, but I'm pushing for a win for you. Uh, and I'm adding my humble little voice. Uh, you know, we as Republicans, we don't like to be told what to do and for whom to vote. And so that's one reason why I hesitate. And believe it, believe me, Cheyenne, I've never told my children for whom to vote. Mm. You know, now I taught them well. And so um, by God's grace, they're both Republicans. Okay. And they're more importantly, they're both Christians. And so I'm very, I'm very thankful for that. Um, but, but anyway, I want to, um, Give you a moment before we go to our first commercial break. Uh, introduce yourself, a little bit about your background, uh, where you're from, and uh, we'll then we'll take our first break, and we'll come back and we'll you know we'll talk a little politics, and um, you know we'll talk about what I love to discuss: the seven C's of a successful society: Christian faith, conservative values, capitalistic opportunity, choice in all things, confrontation with evil constitutional limits, and consistency in application of law. So you take it away, Cheyenne. Uh, and, and, fo- and folks, uh, if, you, if you have access to your computers, uh, this lovely lady is a fashion designer, and you can, <laughs> and you can see her on Facebook Live. We're, we're Facebooking live all over the United States of America. 
Wonderful. Thank you so much for, for your support and to Hatchet Nation. Good morning. <laughs> <laughs> so my name is Shion Fenty, and I was born in Brooklyn, New York in 1980. My parents are from Guyana, South America. So immigration, and that that's something that's near to me. I live with it every single day, so I have very definite um, opinions of what needs to happen there. I mean, growing up in Chesterfield County in the 4th District for forever, um, it's just been wonderful meeting new people, loving the people that I'm around, understanding the very different perspectives of where we are in this community and being able to bring people together so that we can have a united front and that we're all fighting for justice. So I'm a, I'm an emerging entrepreneur. My business as a fashion designer is growing and is in the very beginning stages. And I also work a day job. I think I might be the only candidate who is still working a full-time job and also campaigning full-time oh, as wow. well, too. So <laughs> we are working so hard. We've got a great team of people that are so dedicated to educating and empowering everyone in this district to be everything that they were designed to be. So um, that's just a little bit about me, and I'm sure we'll hear some more um, time on that, but thank you guys for having me here. This is so, so fun. Okay, and look, thank you. We know you're re very busy, and you're in the, <laughs> in the middle of one of the most important things you can do in a local race, which is a, a door-knocking campaign. Yes. So uh, for the team out there, I know the team is listening. You guys keep knocking those doors now, all right? <laughs> and uh, don't, don't hang around and listen. You can listen to the program later. Knock those doors. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick, quick break, and, uh, and you guys take, take a good listen to this giving ad that we play because for your friendly neighborhood hatchet man to stand behind this microphone for 10 years, uh, you know, the old saying, freedom is not free. And, uh, and that's enough said on that subject. We'll be right back. A man and his microphone. Brother Craig. I remember when, I remember, I remember when I lost my Attention Tradesmen, since 2009, CodeUpdateForYou.com has provided continuing ed courses to renew your fuel, gas, plumbing, electrical, or HVAC card. CodeUpdateForYou.com aims for simplicity from sign-up to course completion and sends in your results for you. With CodeUpdateForYou.com, you can complete your course from your home or work computer 24-7 at your own pace, experience great customer service, and get your required CEU credits by going to CodeUpdate, number four, letter U.com. Hello, Virginia. Brother Craig here with a little message about giving out of the abundance that God has blessed you with. If this great nation is going to be saved, then we in the Christian Conservative Constitutional Coalition have to be in the vanguard. There are so many brave and God-fearing groups and individuals engaged in the battle of this rendezvous with destiny. There are social welfare groups like the Salvation Army at SalvationArmyUSA.org. 
military groups like Special Operations Wounded Warriors at SOWWCharity.com. Christian groups like the Virginia Christian Alliance at VAChristian.org and SaltAndLightCouncil.org. And there's also churches and others, many, many very worthy groups out here doing the Lord's work. So we support not only our own group, thefirstamendmentinc.com, which keeps us on the air, but the main thing for you, the listener, is to give. Give somewhere, give generously, and give often. And give in the measure that God has given to you. Thank you, Virginia, and God bless you. Back to the program, America. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here on the Big Dog for Talk in these United States of America, the really real deal. And uh, Michael Jackson was telling you exactly right, folks. It's all about the man in the mirror. You know, we get so uh, up in the air over politics, over athletes, over celebrities, over over Trump, okay? And uh, <laughs> I love Trump, And uh, but, you know, we have a fantastic guest here today, Cheyenne Fenty, who's running uh, for Congress uh, in Virginia's uh, 4th Congressional District. And, um, you know, Cheyenne has an interesting uh, life story, uh, has fits a very interesting profile, and uh, talks about empowering people uh, so that people have less need for government, which is uh, at the very root of the whole idea behind America, which was a place where our Rights are granted to us. Our freedom is granted to us by God Almighty, not by our fellow man. And ever since the founding of this nation, uh, there's been a war. And that war is to make sure that the control of what the limits of your rights and your freedom are has the control of elite people, not something that you can turn to your heavenly father and say uh, say to someone that these are my rights, Uh no, they they hate that idea. So, uh, Cheyenne, thank you again so much. And uh, you know that 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 core of conservatism, it seems like in the fourth congressional district, as we're alluding to uh, prior to the break, this was a district that was mandatedly drawn by the courts to be to purposely, you know, I wouldn't complain so much if they purposely drew it 50-50 and let the mm-hmm. chips fall where they may. But they purposely drew this as though to say, well, it was wrong for a Republican to have this seat, so therefore we're going to make sure a Democrat has it. That's equally wrong, mm-hmm. okay? So now you, if, if should you prevail in the primary, you're going to have to go up against not just Donald McEachin. You're going to have to go up against all sorts of elite establishmentarians who have at the core of their being the idea that your freedom, Cheyenne, my freedom, and the freedom of everyone listening is not a gift from God, but it's proscribed and can be curtailed, eliminated, and denied by these very elites who run academia, media. It's not just Donald McEachin. Mm -mm. So how do you go to people in the 4th District 
uh, to whom this type of message may be somewhat new. Exactly. So this is something that we've been doing from the very, very beginning. You have to educate people and empower them with the truth. So instead of just saying, well, we're here, we're going to help you to have a better economy or doing this, I educate people on, first of all, the history of African-Americans in the Republican Party. And then we begin to take the, take it culturally as well, too. Yeah. Well, let's and, stick with that one first, yeah. okay? The history of African-Americans in the Republican Party. So when you're speaking to people, how many people actually know that, you know, Harriet Tubman, Frederick Douglass, Booker T. Washington, you know, all these great mm-hmm. people that every Martin February, <laughs> yeah, every February we talk about these people. Yes. How many uh, people in, in your audiences know that these are Republicans who've been misappropriated by Democrats? Very, very little. Very little people. I'll say about out of 10 people that I speak to about this, maybe one person knows that. Wow. Maybe one, yeah. which is why I say you have to educate and you have to empower. Because if people do not know their history, mm-hmm. they're going to believe whatever the media tells them. And that is the problem right. right now. No one is teaching history. It's all sound bites. Yeah. And so another thing that we begin to do is I often hear people say, well, all Republicans care about is their money and having their wealth. I said that's actually quite interesting because a lot of the people that are in this district that are Democrats that are very wealthy, that are the 1%, mm-hmm. all they want to do is protect their finances too, and they're using you in order to yeah. protect it for them. What do you think about that? Yeah. And again, they have nothing to say. And my thing is always this. I'm never going to come be evil or be mean to somebody. I will always present the truth mm-hmm. and make sure people understand what it is that, that's really going on. Right, right. Now, is in your mind, is presenting the truth forcefully and creatively, maybe with humor and sarcasm, but truth, okay? Mm-hmm. Truth. Is, is, do you consider that being mean or is that how you win? I don't think it's being mean at all. People perish because of what? A lack of knowledge. Mm -hmm. And when they continue to vote in ways of ignorance, not knowing the truth, that's Mm -hmm. actually more evil to them by us not telling them the truth. We have to begin to let people know what is really going on, that they are being used simply for the vote. And then once your vote is over, they never come back to you again until election time. Mm -hmm. That is not service. That is not representation. And people deserve more than that. But here's the thing. They don't know they deserve more than that. Well, and see, and this is, and again, this is biblical. When when Satan was talking to Eve growing up as a boy, I always, when I heard that in church, Cheyenne, <laughs> I always thought that, okay, Adam was out somewhere. Um, you know, he wasn't picking apples, but maybe he was picking <laughs> pears or bananas or something. But he was, you know, catching fish. You know, he's got getting dinner, you know, being a good husband, okay? I had no idea that that joker was standing right, right there beside there. Eve. He was right did there. Did not open his mouth, okay? <laughs> Silent Adam, okay? That's yeah. the perfect picture of Republicans, yes. okay? They, yeah, mm. You are so right in how the Democrats misuse, abuse, miseducate, lie to uh, their constituency and use mm-hmm. hatred and vitriol. But the Republicans, they're silent. You know, all they have is, you know, tax cuts. We're going to grow the economy All of that is true, but you have to have a basic level of understanding how economics works to get that argument. Mm -hmm. And so the people that understand that should you prevail, they're already going to vote for you. Mm -hmm. So let me ask you this. I know you know um, Dr. Walter Williams and Dr. Thomas Sowell, okay? Yes. Mm -hmm. Two, Two brilliant, brilliant writers. 
Now, when I first started paying attention uh, to politics, uh, maybe 25 years ago, I would re- read the, these two men's columns in the Richmond Times Dispatch. As a matter of fact, I've interviewed uh, Dr. Williams a couple of times on this program. And uh, we've not yet gotten that interview with Dr. Thomas Sowell yet. But all for all these 25 years, Cheyenne, I've heard it. I've heard Dr. Thomas Sowell referred to as the smartest man in America. Hmm. I have yet to hear one single person refer to Dr. Thomas Sowell as the smartest black man in America. Hmm. So you see the difference between mm-hmm. how mm-hmm. Republicans, conservatives, how we view intelligence versus if it was if he was a Democrat hero, they would be calling him the first black, the best black. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. same thing with um, Dr. Ben Carson. Mm-hmm. Dr. Ben Carson, he's not the first black uh, pediatric neurosurgeon to perform this, that, or the other. He's the first person to do it. Exactly. Exactly. So, with that in mind, this 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 idea that. In the Democrat Party, everything, you have to put black in front of it. And here, you and I here, we both have brown skin. Mm-hmm. Donald McEachin has brown skin. How do you handle that? And, and, and your opponent in the primary does not have brown skin. And so there's some ruffled feathers over the racial issue when there should not be because, uh, you know, Ryan McAdams is a pastor and Paul wrote of... There is no black, no white, no male, no female, no Jew, no Gentile, no rich, no poor. Okay, mm-hmm. now I'm paraphrasing, uh, folks. <laughs> Don't call up here and tell me I misquoted my Bible. <laughs> but uh, but speak, you know, that's the elephant in the room. Okay, mm-hmm. so how do you be true to our Republican core, where to us, um, our brown skin is it's one sixteenth of an inch thick. It's mm-hmm. what's inside that counts. That's the Republican creed. But you're going to a new group of voters who are not traditional Republican voters. They see our brown skin. Mm-hmm. So how do you appeal to them and not alienate our white brothers and sisters? Yes. Yeah, so definitely this is something that uh, this fourth district, all the Republicans here, we have got to understand this. And if we fail to understand this, we're we are. We're going to be behind the times, and I don't feel like we are. I feel like we're very current and very relevant, but we also have to understand this fact. With this area being very redistricted, we have very different mindsets, like the Democratic mindsets mm-hmm. that are not like ours. They see the differences. Right. They see the colors. They put everyone in boxes. We don't do that. So when I referred to at the last debate, I spoke to um, Sheriff Wayne, and he we were in his office and we were talking, and he said to me, out of everything in this race, and I'm going to, um, and he said, I think in this race, the one thing that was really hurtful and that hurt me, like his own, um, his his reputation, is that, that Donald McEachin just looked at him and just called him a racist. And then there was a nasty article written about him and everything just went out in the community. He said, once you're labeled that, you're shut down. And here's the thing. That cannot be the weapon that is used against us, and I don't want mm-hmm. that. We don't see the differences. We don't yeah. see the color, but they do. We have to combat that in an educated mm-hmm. way, and we'll get back to that yeah. very shortly. Yeah, yeah. Well, all right, folks, if you're just joining us, we have Cheyenne Fenty, Republican, running for the nomination in the 4th Congressional District. We will be right back. You see, man made the cars. Take us over the road 
carry the heavy load Made me the electrolyte To take us out of the dark Made me the boat for the water If tomorrow all the things were gone I'd work for all my life And I had to start again Just my children and my wife I thank my lucky stars To be living here today Cause the flag still stands for freedom And they can't take that away Welcome back to the program, America Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig Coming back at you live here on America's Big Dog Radio program, The Really Real deal and a uh, little little bit of an update, folks. Uh, we're extending to uh, Ryan McAdams the opportunity to uh, call in uh, in our second hour. And uh, look, if he's near the studio, he can come in. Okay, but in our second hour, and uh, and as I said earlier uh, in my intro, we have already had. Uh, Ryan McAdams on the program. We've had him on, and we'd be very, very happy to have Ryan on again. Uh, and, and also, as I've said, I've done uh, quite a few events. We did a couple of uh, Martin Luther King events with Ryan and uh, a few, I think, a couple of other events I've done, and uh, and we've spoken at the same event. And so I have high regard for Ryan, but I still uh, I reiterate that uh, I am uh, unabashedly endorsing the candidacy of Cheyenne Fenty uh, to win this race and to represent the 4th Congressional District uh, to go up against Donald McEachin. And, uh, but uh, Ryan is very, very welcome to, uh, to come and uh, share with the audience um, why he should be the, uh, the nominee, okay? So now we got that out of the way, uh, Cheyenne, and you, you know, and you heard the song there, Proud to Be in America, uh, Lee Greenwood, he's saying if he had to start all over again and he had, all he had was just his family and that's yeah. it. And what, what place on earth would he like to start over again? And it's America. It's like mm-hmm. the song is so beautiful. It's like a love song to America. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so, and here you are, um, your, your parents are from, uh, Guyana. Mm-hmm. Yes. And uh, very lovely. Uh, where is where is where is your mother? Where is mom? Where Someone is Mrs. Fenty? Grab <laughs> yeah, grab her and bring her on in Jennifer here. Elizabeth. Let her get get her on, in on the action, and uh, so and she can wave <laughs> at the camera to the, all of the Facebook audience. Uh, <laughs> but um, so what? What come does on, it mean? Come on in. Come on Stand in. Stand beside uh, me, so everyone can yeah, see. Yeah, get over there beside <laughs> Cheyenne there, and uh, hey, yeah, there you go. Now say you know you want to say hello to the uh, you 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 speaking to a big audience you want to just say hello a little bit about what it means uh, being an American you just heard the song proud to be an American. Well, good morning to one and all. I always greet people. I say this is the day that the Lord God has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. 
And remember, we are people of influence. When God made us, he said, let us make man in his image and likeness and let him have dominion. And for this purpose, I believe my daughter Shine Fenty is running because people are walking, not knowing who they are. So they're being manipulated and controlled. And mankind was not made to be controlled but to be inspired. And I believe in education, just like my daughter, that as you educate people to know that they are created with a purpose and a destiny and they have the ability to make choices and not to be manipulated, to control, to make choices, to facilitate other people's purpose, that's why I'm here. I'm originally from Guyana, South America. I came to this country. When I came to this country, the process was... My relatives that were here, they had to have enough money to host us and had a place for us to live. And then we had to go to the American embassy and they had to approve for us to come to this country. And that was during the presidency of um, Carter. And I want to say coming here to America to see all the beautiful things and all the abilities that are made available if we can apply ourselves. Remember being here, um, being supported by our family, and then our family got bigger and bigger, and the monies that my husband was working for could not facilitate the family. So the welfare system made a difference in our lives. But our desire was not to stay on welfare, but to work ourselves away from welfare. And today I see the welfare system are supporting families to keep the men out of the homes and that they could um, have babies and still not be as family. And wanting my desire with this welfare system is that we have an incentive to keep the families together because families are the bedrock of this nation. When the family goes, there goes the nation. So that's just a substance of what I'm sharing with you. Good God Almighty. I know it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, I take it she is your campaign manager. Of course. Oh, my goodness. God, look, it. now you got to come around this side of the table <laughs> because I'm going to give you a hug. <laughs> uh, can I call you Mama Fenty? That's right. Oh, Mommy, God Mommy. bless you. Good God Almighty. I love it. Powerful. Love it. Yes. Woo. Yes. You know, I bet Ric Flair is coming out of me now. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> I'm telling you. That was powerful. Yes. And this is the passion that I was raised with. This is the passion that we need in this district. Things have changed. And we got to have this to reach the hearts and the minds of people. And it's no longer just about what I believe. What it is, we have to win hearts. We have to win minds. We have to help them understand that our Republican creed is a way of life that is going to bring health back to this district. So we got to have that passion. I love my mom. Girl, I I love love your mom. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Yes. It's it's passion. Oh, wow. Yeah, mm-hmm. now now I got three moms because last time I saw your mom, she invited my wife and I over for some uh some for from for some Guyanan cuisine. Yes. Okay, and I look now, Mrs. Fenty, my my lips been licking ever since now. So you got you got to throw down now. <laughs> that was fantastic, mm-hmm. and you know, and the thing about it, 
um, you know, <laughs> I think of, you know, quite often I try to relate things to the Bible, and it says, out of the contents of the heart, the mouth speaks. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, that that was powerful. That was powerful. <laughs> and uh, I can see... I can see why you are a Christian, conservative, constitutional, capitalistic coalition member. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. A, a watch woman on the wall. On the wall. Oh, Nehemiah, that is, that's like the bedrock of my beliefs where this race is concerned. Yes, we all have to be on the wall. We all have to do our part to rebuild this thing. Mm-hmm. It's for our country's sake. It's for yes. our country's sake. Not just this district. It's our country's sake. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I hope you have a great social media person because you you have to take this interview and get it all. I mean, I, I wish I had had you on a week ago to give you more time. <laughs> the the uh, the primary election. If you're just joining us, folks, uh, I have uh, the honor and privilege of having Cheyenne Fenty in studio with me. That was her very lovely and wonderful and powerful woman of God, her mother, uh, who just... Wow, that was so powerful and so elegantly stated. Um, and Cheyenne is running for the right to represent the Republican Party in Virginia's 4th Congressional District against Donald McEachin. And, uh, you know, and I, there's a lot I could say about Donald McEachin, but I'll, I'll pimp slap him later, okay? <laughs> uh, we're going to focus on you right now, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I that that joker, I mean, come on now. Listen, um, let's talk a little bit about Trump, okay? Because here you have Trump is being uh, very, very successful, okay? And Trump is having to fight Republicans and Democrats, mm-hmm. okay? You have the, the loyal, hardcore Republican base that loves Trump, but you have the re- types of Republicans that are swamp dwellers, that they see any uh, restoration to the uh, core American principle of limited government, they see that as a threat to their power, influence, and income. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they would rather sacrifice the nation so that they could be the problem solvers. They don't want to solve problems. They want to really be the problem managers. Not mm. Problem solvers is the wrong word. They want to be problem managers because you get paid to manage problems, you don't get paid to solve problems. Mm. To solve a problem, you get paid one time. <laughs> yeah. To manage a problem, you get paid in perpetuity. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, uh, it recently came out some statistics that there are now in America more vacant jobs than there are job seekers, mm-hmm. okay? So w- what part of that does Donald McEachin not like? Okay, there, uh, you know, the uh, th- this this issue with drugs, the issue with mm. um, teaching children homosexuality and gender confusion, and even using uh, um, puberty blocking drugs on young children so that the child won't develop into a full male or female, so that the child can be in limbo and then choose a gender. That's biblical. Okay, pharmacia. The Pharmacia. book of Galatians, mm-hmm. chapter 5. Yep. Okay? Yep. It is rendered in uh, most Bible translations as witchcraft or sorcery, but the Greek, original Greek, has the word pharmakeia, which is the root word of, of the English word pharmacy, mm-hmm. which is to use or administer drugs. Mm-hmm. And so this is evil. This is wickedness. It's thousands of years old. It goes all the way back to Baal worship in ancient 
ancient Israel with Jezebel. And so there's no new thing under the sun. Mm -hmm. And so with you coming from a family background that's not only strong on conservatism, but strong in Christian faith, what would your prescription be if you were to be our congressman? And I know a lot of things you can't legislate and yeah. go into people's homes and control yeah. them. But what you can do is use your bully pulpit to lead. Uh, in your words, what? Lead, educate, and inspire. Yes. Okay? So what would you do to inspire, to lead, to to, to, to train people uh, so that people can help themselves? Absolutely. We're going to use that platform like I said, to educate and empower and to bring out some truth. We want to give kids this option to, to, to hinder their gender whatever, at a very young age. But yet our schools are failing. They can't even add. They can't spell. They can't write correctly. Really? That's our priority is all these social things and not the very basics that they need to succeed. And also as well, too, I believe that we have to work with government on every level that we can and begin to put in laws that are actually going to protect children. This is ridiculous. It is ridiculous that we are raising our kids to be socially understanding of what's going on, but they have no basic education. Why are our kids failing in America and other countries are thriving? That is that is unacceptable to me on every single level. So we have to bring into the fact that people have to understand that if we do not educate our children properly, our future is doomed. We can't be so socially conscious that we, we forget the basics of what it is that we need. When kids cannot read or write in America, that's a terrible thing. Mm, yeah, yeah, so true, so true and so, so well stated and uh, but, you know, Cheyenne, it's been really, really great having you. And uh, we're going to, and again, we've uh, we've reached out to Ryan. I just got a message that Ryan McAdams will call in at 11.06. And so we'll have him on for uh, a while. We've had him on once before, but we're so happy to have him on again. And uh, But this has really been a, a treat, okay? <laughs> and, uh, and Mama Fenty, <laughs> goodness gracious, and uh, God bless you, ma'am. Amen. Yeah, and um, so anyway, uh, before we go to our, our next commercial break, I want to give you uh, an opportunity to just uh, wrap up. And, and do me a favor. If um, Imagine you're talking to a, a group of 12th graders who are going to be voting for the very first time, and they don't have the type of understanding that mm-hmm. you and I have, mm-hmm. okay? What would you, in two minutes, what would you say to them? Definitely. It's really easy. I love high schoolers. It is important to understand that we don't know everything. It is important to understand that you have visions and dreams. And when you are deciding on who you're going to vote for, realize the power of your future is in your hands, so when you're looking at a candidate, look at them and see, know and know that no one is going to be perfect, but see, who is it that's actually thinking about my future? Who is going to look at, also incorporate the power of my past? Who is also going to inspire me to move forward? And that's the person that we should begin to choose. Number one, do your research. See what's going on there. Ask people, get some wisdom, get some understanding, but also realize that you're not just voting for yourself to say, oh, I have the power. You're voting for everyone else. Don't forget the capacity to understand that your vote means that you have the power to change the world for everyone else. And it's and so I'm going to take an aside here because this was a very conversation that I had with a few high schoolers actually oh, a couple of weeks great. ago. <laughs> and so and they were asking me, well, why should we vote for you? What do you think about this? What do you think about that? And I had to turn the tables on them and I said, actually, if you were in my space, why should people vote for you? 
What is it that you think that you can offer to the table? And they start saying, well, great ideas, great this, whatever. I said, well, what is your foundation? And again, realizing that people have zero historic education of what's been going on. So it's really helping kids to understand that our country is so diverse. We have great thoughts and great ideas. But when it comes at the end of the day, who is going to have the foundations and the principles that we can build off of? Yes, have your freedoms, have your liberties. Make sure that you're loving people, but do not forget what the bedrock of our foundations on. That Constitution was there for a purpose. And I had to go through the Constitution with these kids. Liberty under law. Exactly. And help them to understand Mm -hmm. why it was important. And I said, if we didn't have that, then there's like we're in an animalistic nation that anything goes right. and they were like oh that'd be great I said fine then alright guys it'll be just like the movie Fight Club <laughs> how do you like that they're like oh wait that's crazy oh, Lord of the Flies exactly it's like only the strong survive that is so wrong yeah. and so helping painting that picture for them and help them to understand that, that that is not the way a nation is supposed to be ran mm. so it's been it is it is awesome helping oh, okay. helping millennials and younger people understand the reason why yeah. we vote the way that we do and why the constitution is so important mm-hmm. well it's been great having you and I apologize we I know most interviews you get into nuts and bolts of do you support this bill that bill you know i i find that kind of boring uh, you know <laughs> but it's all on my facebook page yeah. we support heavily and very strongly the second amendment we're going with strong border security and controls on there's all on my facebook page go watch all the videos read through it go to the Good. website fentyforcongress.com social media is facebook you is, all yeah, do that all folks fentyforcongress.com yeah. so yeah so for those purists out there that, yeah. that need to know how you're going to vote on this 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 yes. and this it's on on Facebook, but I think what we've gotten today, a very good flavor of who you are, Thank and you. that was what my goal was to sort of introduce you to Hatchet Nation. <laughs> and uh, with Mama Fenty's help, you did a great job. Uh, so thank you. Th- thank <laughs> you. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Uh, now, I'm, I'm looking forward to that food now, you know. <laughs> you get between a hatchet man and, and a plate and a of, bl- <laughs> uh, of good international food, there's going to be trouble. That's right. You are going to be sitting <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Well, all right, folks, we're going to take our um, break here. And uh, when we come back, we're going to open up the phone lines, 804-454-1366, 804-454-1366. A man and his microphone, Brother Craig. Feeling my way through the darkness, guided by a beating heart. I can't tell where the journey will end, but I know where to start. They tell me I'm too young to understand. They say I'm caught up in a dream. Well, life will pass me by if I don't open up my eyes. So that's fine by me. So wake me up when it's all over. When I'm wiser and I'm older. Time I was finding myself in love, didn't know I was lost. So wake me up when it's all over. When I'm wiser and I'm older, all this time I was finding myself in love, didn't know I was lost. Hello, Virginia. Brother Craig here with a little message about giving out of the abundance that God has blessed you with. If this great nation is going to be saved, 
then we in the Christian Conservative Constitutional Coalition have to be in the vanguard. There are so many brave and God-fearing groups and individuals engaged in the battle of this rendezvous with destiny. There are social welfare groups like the Salvation Army at SalvationArmyUSA.org. Military groups like Special Operations Wounded Warriors at SOWWCharity.com. Christian groups like the Virginia Christian Alliance at VAChristian.org and SaltAndLightCouncil.org. And there's also churches and others, many, many very worthy groups out here doing the Lord's work. So we support not only our own group, thefirstamendmentinc.com, which keeps us on the air, but the main thing for you, the listener, is to give. Give somewhere, give generously, and give often. And give in the measure that God has given to you. Thank you, Virginia, and God bless you. And I heard, as it were, the noise of thunder, one of the four beasts saying, come and see, and I saw, and behold, a white horse. There's a man going around taking names, and he decides who to free and who to blame. <laughs> Welcome back to the program, America. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here on the Big Dog for Talk in these United States of America. The really real deal. And uh, I'm telling you, folks, that was uh, such a powerful interview that even Mrs. Hatchet had to send me a text saying, wow, the bedrock is the virtuous woman. And uh, that was just, um, that really was something and uh, we were just so thankful uh, for having uh, Cheyenne join us. Now, uh, again, we have what? We have six minutes to the top of the hour news break. So if we have a caller out there that would like to get in, because on the other side of the break, we're going to have Ryan McAdams with us. So uh, this is your opportunity to call in, folks. 804-454-1366 is the number. 804-454-1366. And uh, now while we wait on perhaps a caller or two, uh, while I still have you here, Cheyenne, uh, I was was thinking a lot about these these spoiled athletes. Uh, You got this guy who calls himself King James who says, I'm the best ever. No humility. But then he says Trump is a chump. Okay, and now he just got swept in four games by the uh, the, the Warriors. They're out in uh, Oakland in the San Francisco area, and um, these guys they said no matter who wins, we're not going to visit the White House. We're not going to visit Trump. Same thing with the Philadelphia Eagles. You know, Philadelphia, the murder rate for a young black male is. In between the ages of 17 and 29, the murder rate in Philadelphia, just like in Chicago, just like in uh, sev- in Oakland, just in several cities in America, the murder rate for a young black male, 17 to 29 years old, is higher than the death rate in a war zone in the Middle East. Mm. Okay, mm. and but yet and still, these guys they spend their time uh, jumping on President Trump who has done more in two years. The economy, there are more job 
job availability than they are job seekers, okay? So with this being the way the Democrats play the game to teach these young black people to have all this anger, hatred, and vitriol, uh, what would you say to uh, people in the audience who perhaps they're young and they're subject to that type of vitriol, they're told you need to keep supporting Democrats because Republicans like Donald Trump, they hate brown people, they hate black people, they hate women, they hate children, they hate clean air, and they hate clean water. What do you say to that, Cheyenne? (laughs) That is just so laughable on every single level. And again, we have these conversations every single day with those in the community and especially and especially with athletes and people that are having opportunity. Uh, number one, for the athletes, I would encourage them, number one, you need to calm down. Calm down. Use your influence to help the people that are back in the towns that you came from to help them to come up to where you are right now. But they you have a level of they have a, they have they have a platform that they can speak yes. from, but they're using it for such negativity. And to me, it is so it's just so disrespectful to have all of that. But yet just and I'm sorry, people, we're in America. This is not a popularity contest. Whether you like the president or not, we have to think about every single person. And these young people that are being taught this. Every, they are. They're, every they're being single, taught this. Yeah, every single day. Yeah. They're also taught to group think. Yes. And that's what we have to cut in half immediately. We got to stop the group think and help people to think for themselves. How how many young uh, people, one of the things that whenever something unfortunate like Trayvon Martin mm. or the brown boy, I never jumped on it immediately. I waited until I got the facts. And once the facts came in, you found out where the brown boy grabbed the cop. You found out where Trayvon um, was really beating the crap out of the the guy. And the picture of him as a little 10-year-old boy was a picture that was like seven years old. And he's no longer that cute little boy. But when I first saw it, I was horrified. Mm-hmm. And so you're right. When you do research and you calm down, then facts have time to come out. But these athletes, they say, well, we are helping because we donate. You know, and a lot of them do. They, uh, King James, uh, what's his name? James, what? LeBron James, okay. He donates tens of thousands of dollars to this group, that group. But he turns around and out of the contents of his heart, his mouth speaks. And to a young person who lacks self-control, they become aggressive towards police yeah. and disrespectful of authority. How many young black men do you think have lost their lives because this mindset of opposition for the sake of opposition because of brown skin and we got like 45 seconds let let yeah. you run with that too many people have lost their lives in this in this race war when it comes to the cops and to and African American men it is really just it is it's painful it's painful to see that but we i mean I can't, we can't just say, oh, it's it's not a big deal, it's whatever. It's a really big deal, and there's a lot of truth behind all of this. But at the end of the day, we've got to re-educate people. At, um, we have to re-educate at officers and people in the community how we respond, how yes. we react in these times, that you don't just jump the gun. I'm you glad don't just you jump said the that. Gun. The officers and they, the young people. The, yes, we yes. all need to be educated. Okay. Well, thank you so much. Cheyenne Fenty for Congress, folks. Check it out. <laughs> As it were, the noise of thunder. One of the four beasts saying, 
come and see. And I saw, and behold, a white horse. Welcome back to the program, America. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here on America's Big Dog radio program, The Really Real Deal. And uh, we want to say thank you all for staying over with us. And uh, we have one more fantastic hour of uh, radio here. And uh, we've got to give you one announcement uh, before we have another guest on the line. Uh, Cheyenne Fenty's uh, opponent uh, is on with us, uh, Ryan McAdams. Uh, But I would like to share with you that uh, this Tuesday evening, uh, June 12th, 7 p.m., there is going to be a special uh, teaching talk by Henricus College, okay? And this is Stephen Smith, uh, who is the uh, chancellor. And this will be held uh, at the Virginia Christian Alliance Meeting Room, and it's at 8659 Staples Mill Road. Now, that's at the intersection of Staples Mill and Parham, uh, right next door to the great big happy box. It's like a three-story tall uh, storage facility. Uh, you can't miss it, okay? I think the box is green and purple. All right, Tuesday. This Tuesday, really, really some fantastic stuff. Uh, we are upon the uh, 803rd anniversary of the Magna Carta. The the eight hundred and fourth, the eight hundred and first anniversary of the Charter of the Forest, which answered that very very old question: Who may use the king's forest? And it was something. Uh, it's like the root of uh, the Judeo Christian West that sprang and produced all of that led up to our constitution in this great nation we call America. A lot of the roots of it go back 800 years. And uh, so sad to see England going the way that they are going. But England uh, really, really had a really, really big role uh, in the Christian West. And so if you'd like to hear more about that, this Tuesday, June 12th, 7 p.m., I will be there. You put that on your calendar. Now, with that said, uh, do we have Ryan McAdams on with us? Hey, Craig. Yeah, it's good to be with you. Hey, and it's so good to have you on uh, as well, Ryan. And, uh, you know, and I shared with the audience that, um, you know, I think very highly of both you and Cheyenne. And as I'm sure you heard, I did endorse Cheyenne. Uh, We've had you on. uh, Was very privileged and pleased to have you on the program before. And very privileged and pleased to have you on again. And uh, and I just I also want to thank you. Uh, because uh, a couple of times we've had events honoring the late, great Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. We honored him on his birthday, and uh, then we did another program. We honored him on the 50th anniversary of his assassination. And uh, as a matter of fact, one of my talking points later on in the program today, uh, after my interview with you, is uh, that yesterday was the 50th anniversary of the capture of James Earl Ray, whom the King family believes was set up, uh, that he was not the assassin, uh, you know, um, for among other reasons, the uh, the rifle was neatly laid on the sidewalk one block from the Lorraine Motel. I don't know what type of uh, retarded assassin would just do that. But, um, but you, you know, you spoke very eloquently and very powerfully, and uh, I just wanted to express my thanks. It was an honor and a privilege to be uh, on the same program with you. 
thank you, Craig. It was an honor to to be with you both of those those days, and also Bishop Leon Benjamin and Don Blake and so many other friends with the BCA. Yeah, yeah. And, you uh, and I, we, you and I, hang around some pretty good friends, don't we? That's right. <laughs> That's right. I'm yeah. Why, you know, wonder why you went away from me, but hey, you know, it's politics, I guess. <laughs> well, hey, I wanted to inter- I wanted to introduce you to. Uh, um, I happen to be here in the library up in Chesterfield, we're making some calls and um, Senator Amanda Chase is on the line as well. So I just wanted to... Hey, Craig, uh, how are you? I am wonderfully well, better than I deserve, but you know me, uh, Senator Chase. I'll take that every day. (laughs) That's exactly right. I'm with you on that. Yes, Um, yes. I appreciate you um, allowing Ryan to come on your show today. I've actually endorsed... um, uh, Ryan McAdams for Congress, and oh, I think cool. it'd be great to have that discussion as well as um, Congressman Randy Forbes, the former Congressman Randy Forbes' wife, Shirley Forbes, yeah. has also come out and, and endorsed Ryan, as well as uh, the Chesterfield County um, Sheriff Carl Leonard has now come out. We also have school board members that have come out um, and endorsed Ryan McAdams for Congress. We've got the chairman of the board of, of uh, the board of um, School board, yeah, in Chesterfield, and that's uh, John Urbach. Well, that sounds and, uh, that sounds pretty even. You got those those guys on one side of the scale, and you got the hatchet man on the other side of the scale. <laughs> that's that, right. that kind of yeah. that, I don't, it might not be yeah. even. I might outweigh all those guys. Randy Forbes wouldn't even run in the fourth. He when they redistricted, Randy Forbes cut tail like a coward and ran to the second district and tried to run over there and came in third place. Well, that's why we need a candidate that lives in the district. And Ryan McAdams is the only candidate that actually lives in the 4th District. Cheyenne Fenty does not live in the district. And I'm close friends with both of them. Yeah. And, uh, you know, she lives in Congressman Dave Bratt's district. And uh, same well, with Donald McEachin. They both live in the 7th Congressional District. And I asked, you know, why did they not run in the 7th District? I mean, I wouldn't want them to challenge my good friend Dave Bratt because he's a close friend and doing a great job. But I think in the state Senate, you know, whenever I'm running for office, I, by law, am required to live in the district that I serve in. But I don't understand why Congress doesn't do that. And so I well, think when when Congress makes that, that a law, right now the law it, it is what it is, uh, Senator Chase. the the law The law allows uh, Cheyenne to do that. Cheyenne lives in Chesterfield, and I think. When they redistricted, she got the district left her. She didn't leave the district, and she's lived in Chesterfield her whole life. So it's not like she came here from the moon and decided to run. Okay, she's she. Well, she's, I know Sean she, Fenty. She's yeah. worked for my family. She's right. worked for my family. So I yeah, know but we do. But Senator, we we need to be fair. Okay, and now. This is like we're quibbling around the edges here when we talk about, okay, she doesn't live in the district. That's just, now that is politics, okay? Now, you notice in the interview I had with her, we didn't get into all different types of minutiae. You know, I'm a firm believer that from the contents of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so when I had Cheyenne here, uh, and, and she said nothing negative, and I said nothing negative about Ryan. I only have love for Ryan, okay? And that's, right. Now, so we need to, you know, I, I'm, I'm privileged to have both of you on the program, but you guys need to respect the type of program I have. And the type of program I have is we kick ass when we're going up against Democrats. But when Republican, well, Republican to Republican, we use Christian charity and we critique with gentleness. And see now, so 
you know, so far there's not been, uh, you know, any gentle critique. There's been like uh, unnecessary critique of, you know, she doesn't live in the district. The di- she got districted out. So the district left her. And the reason the district left her is because these weak Republicans did not know how to fight the court. And the court, if the court was going to mandate that the uh, fourth district needed to be changed, it should have been changed to a 50-50 district, not a Democrat-leaning district. And so in, in the, the establishment, all these people that you cited that are back in Ryan, those jokers are why we're in the trouble we're in. OK, and this is why Donald Trump is president, because those are the type of jokers that have they, they've been like silent. Adam, Adam stood there and let the devil talk to Eve. And that joker didn't open his mouth. And that's how well, these, these Republicans joker. have been. They have not opened their mouths while the Democrats have just the Democrats have ruined Democrat strongholds in this country like these areas in the third and the fourth district that are, are, are full of poverty in the midst of all this affluence. You know, now let's talk about that. How let's, let's talk about what you're going to do, Ryan. Let don't talk about Cheyenne. What? Cause she didn't talk about you. So what are, how can you, first of all, how can you beat Donald McEachin? Cause you know, he's a demon from the pit of hell. Yeah. Well, you know, going back to the issue, I mean, I, I know, the issue about being out of the district, I mean, you're either in the district or out of the district, whether you've been there 10 oh, years or whatever. Oh, come on, but let, me, man. let me say this. Let me That's this, weak. That's weak. Come on. I just, I just answered that. That's weak. The law does not require it. She got districted out. She didn't leave the district. She didn't come here from the moon. Okay. She didn't come well, here I from West Virginia. She didn't come here from New York. Listen, the people of, when people find out the citizens of the 4th District, not just me, but when the citizens of the 4th District find that out, people have issue with it because this is what we have right now with Donald McEachin. We have someone that is absent. We have someone that people feel like they don't have representation. They feel like that he's not serving the people. And so that's but an issue. It's going the to be reason that the there's a different reason, though. The reason people feel like they don't have representation with Donald McEachin is because he's absent on the issues that people care about, not his proximity. He could live on the moon for all I care if he votes right, okay? And if he's in favor of family values and a boy is a boy and a girl is a girl. But he's not in favor of that. This joker is up on some. A sex website on the male side and the female side, so he's a switch hitter. Okay, so well, that's what this is, is why people, people don't like. People it's not where he lives; it's what he represents. So now, how are you going to attack Donald McEachin on what he represents? Not where Donald McEachin lives. That's irrelevant. Well, it might be irrelevant to you, but most people think it's very, very relevant. So, but, but let's move on from there. So. Number two is, uh, you know, we have a very aggressive outreach into areas that Republicans mostly don't go into. And that is uh, we're going into the inner city. You know, being a social worker, I'm a, I'm a pastor. I've been in ministry for 20 years. I've also been a social worker. I've been a youth and family service coordinator working with at-risk youth and families in the Williamsburg area, working in the public schools. So I have a lot of uh, – I have a big heart uh, for those in need. I have a big heart. Um, and I have ideas about welfare reform and educational reform and criminal justice reform. And so we're going, um, I know, you know, Bishop Leon Benjamin, who very good friend of mine. He's a friend of both of us. 
That's right. And he's endorsed me, and he's actually a part of our campaign. Well, that's great. And he, that's he's leading great. a part of called the, the Urban Development Coalition. And, uh, and so we're going aggressively into the African-American community, to the urban communities, uh, to the church communities, and we are stirring people up. With, oh, okay. A lot of Republicans are not going into these areas with conservative ideas and bringing in uh, those moderate Democrats, those independents that, um, you know, need There's to hear the message. And so we're doing that. What's so that's a moderate? A, that's a big aspect of this campaign as well. What's a moderate Democrat? I've never met one. <laughs> yeah, well, I think uh, a moderate Democrat, you know, particularly in the African-American community, let's just talk about that for a minute, um, is that there's a lot of Democrats that are African-American that are, are deeply rooted in the church, that have conservative social uh, values, they're pro-life, they're pro-family, they're not for same-sex marriage, they're not for transgender policies and all that. And so in a lot of ways, the Democratic Party has left them. So, and so, uh, but Republicans, you know, a lot of times we have just left them, uh, you know, just assume that they're going to pull the lever for the Democrat. When in fact, if, what I've found as we're aggressively uh, reaching out is that, you know, what they say is that, you know what, your, your values and your ideas and what you stand for is more in line with what I'm about. And when we talk about economic empowerment and prosperity and criminal justice reform and and a welfare reform that uh, where we have a welfare system that becomes more efficient, that is rewarding the right things like jobs and education and work and, um, and family that they say, Hey, yeah, that's what I'm for. And we're seeing uh, a lot of uh, um, response there from people who are saying, you know what? I don't care if you're black, white, Republican or Democrat. I just want good things to be done for my community. And so that's what we're doing. We've been doing it. We've been doing forums. Um, and with Af uh, African American Pat bringing pastors together, Leon's been helping with that. Mm -hmm. We've been we did a criminal justice forum um, with Clovia Lawrence and um, with uh, NAACP and uh, with the the Urban League. I mean, we we've been well, doing Ryan. a lot of things that Republicans normally don't do because I have a heart to reach out. Uh, well, I appreciate that, Ryan. But I can't if I had a dollar for every time I heard a Republican say, "Wow, we're gonna go and we're gonna have us a sit down meeting and we're gonna talk to the NAACP." You know, I've been, I've been hearing this forever in a day. And the, the NAACP, they sit down, they talk, they smile, they nod, and then they go behind your back and they talk about you like a dog, not you personally, but us, me too. I mean, they talk about me worse than they talk about you. I'm supposed to be a traitor, okay? And uh, and same thing with Cheyenne. She's supposed to be a traitor. And so we, we catch this. But the, the trick is not to just talk is to reach over and above the heads of the uh, people that control and manipulate the black community. So how do you do that? Well, we're going to take a break, but I want to give you a, a moment to think about this and we'll discuss it on the other side of the break. How do you reach people that for their entire adult life, it's not your fault, it's not Cheyenne's fault, it's not my fault, but it has happened because Republicans in the past were absent on the job, absent without leave. They were AWOL. So they've been told that Craig Johnson and my, Ryan McAdams and Cheyenne Fenty and Ben Carson and, I mean, you just go down the list. They've been told, you know, Donald Trump, whomever, they've been told that we hate them and that we want to return to slavery. 
And so you have to convince not the NAACP, not the preacher, but the congregation. So, you know, think about that. We're going to, this is just going to be a really quick uh, one minute, one and a half minute break. We'll be right back. A man and his microphone, Brother Craig. Listen as your day unfolds, challenge what the future holds, try and keep your head up to the sky. Hello, Virginia. Brother Craig here with a little message about giving out of the abundance that God has blessed you with. If this great nation is going to be saved, then we in the Christian Conservative Constitutional Coalition have to be in the vanguard. There are so many brave and God-fearing groups and individuals engaged in the battle of this rendezvous with destiny. There are social welfare groups like the Salvation Army at SalvationArmyUSA.org. Military groups like Special Operations Wounded Warriors at SOWWCharity.com. Christian groups like the Virginia Christian Alliance at VAChristian.org and SaltAndLightCouncil.org. And there's also churches and others, many, many very worthy groups out here doing the Lord's work. So we support not only our own group, the FirstAmendmentInc.com, which keeps us on the air, but the main thing for you, the listener, is to give. Give somewhere, give generously, and give often. And give in the measure that God has given to you. Thank you, Virginia, and God bless you. Welcome back to the program, America. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here on America's big dog radio program, The Really Real Deal. And if you're just joining us, folks, we have Ryan McAdams with us. Ryan is running for the right to represent the Republican Party in Virginia's 4th Congressional District, a district that the courts recently redistricted uh, over the weak objections of the Republican Party. And so now the uh, you have this district that leans heavily Democrat. Uh, you have a, a Democrat incumbent, Donald McEachin, and uh, we're talking with Ryan here about how he will go into the, uh, the communities that are typically Democrat voting uh, communities, which they, uh, the court have made sure outnumber the Republican-leaning uh, portions of the district. Uh, so uh, w- what are your thoughts on how to attack that over and above the heads of the, uh, the gatekeepers? Uh, thanks, Greg. It's one thing that one thing that a lot of people don't know is that in 2012, we looked at the numbers in the district as it's currently drawn, and saw that Romney, Mitt Romney, actually won the fourth district as it's currently drawn in the presidential election in 2002, 2012. Sorry, and so a lot of people think that this this. Uh, district is is far gone but i mm-hmm. see it more as a swing as a swing district oh, okay who won you it know, in 2016 let me finish let me finish craig the other thing is that you know i've sat down with mike wade who was the last republican candidate in the in the last uh election 2016 when when uh donald mckeachin beat him and he won by a little over seven per- he lost mckeachin won by a little over seven percent mm-hmm. and uh Mike Wade, and I think it's okay to say this, he's told me this, you know, personally, and that 
you know, there were things about his campaign that weren't weren't run as, as good as it can run. And, and uh, you know, as far as his staff and different things, I think we're, we're running a better campaign. I think that um, we can do with the grassroots that we're having and we're going to expand that we can do a lot more than what happened there. We also have uh, help and I'm endorsed by the Frederick Douglass Foundation. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dean, Dean Nelson. Yeah, another um, good is, friend of mine. I know Dean very well. We've done some programs together as well. So Dean is Dean and the Frederick Douglass Foundation is behind me. Mm-hmm. And also uh, Chuck Smith here in Virginia. He's a representative for the Frederick Douglass Foundation, which for the listeners who don't know is, is the, uh, is the biggest conservative multicultural um, uh, group um, foundation that's in the nation, as far as I understand. Now, and, are, uh, are you are you saying that Chuck Smith has endorsed you himself? Yes, he has. Oh, okay. All right. Yes, yeah. He has. Yeah. And I, I know Chuck very well. I was uh, communications director on two occasions in the uh, neighboring. Uh, congressional district the third once for Chuck Smith and once for Winsome Sears and uh, you know and I I know this part of the state quite well and uh, but anyway that's is it's great that you have these uh, people endorsing you but what I want to know is if should you be the nominee and not Cheyenne Fenty and we're talking about Republicans are uh, people that are reasonable people are going to vote Republican. Anyway, okay, but for that portion that have been taught this hatred their whole lives, and you know, when I was um, a, a new conservative, uh, when I was reading uh, men like Dr. Thomas Sowell and Dr. Walter Williams and how brilliant they were, it meant something to me that they had brown skin, like like I have brown skin now. Uh, Twenty five years later, it doesn't mean anything because I'm more mature now, but. You're going to have to talk to people that lack that type of maturity if they're going to be new to the introduction of conservative values, even though, as you accurately point out, the way they live their personal lives is conservative. But see, for decades, this has been pounded into their head for decades. And in the space of three months, you're going to want to reverse that. So how do you do it? Well, again, we are reaching out right now, and I think that there's a lot of of, of people um, that are very tired of the race politics, of identity politics. And I reject it outright. And I think that there's a growing sense that uh, that is not productive and that is not the way to move forward as uh, in politics or as, as Americans. And okay. so, you know, we, we have a message, you know, I'm not centering this campaign around race or around those things that divide, but around those things that actually unify justice, liberty, equality, charity, equality for all. And those are the things that resonate with people and actually getting things done for the American people. You know, what, again, resonates with people is that, is that I'm a servant I've, my whole adult life, that I have uh, served the community as a pastor, as a social worker, as, uh, as a youth and family service coordinator, as a small businessman. How, how can... All I've done is serving people, and, and people know authenticity when they meet it. Right. Now, and how so, can you know, we, I'm not a career politician. We're up against a break. Get, tell people how they can reach your website. Ryan McAdams for Congress dot com. Ryan McAdams for Congress dot com. We're also on Facebook. Ryan McAdams for Congress. And that would be the best way to reach us. We're, oh, okay. uh, we're pushing hard these next three days. We appreciate your support to come out and vote on Tuesday, June 12th at your normal polling station. Thank you so much, Ryan.
Dream. Thank you, Craig. God Welcome back to the program, America. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here on America's Big Dog radio program, The Really Real Deal, as we listen to a little bit of James Brown talking about it's a man's world, but he he was sure to add in, it would be nothing, no, not nothing, without our women and our girls. And folks, we've had a fantastic program so far today, uh, a, a male and a female, uh, you know, one with brown skin, one with white skin, but both Republicans, Christians to the core. And so you're going to have a choice to make uh, coming up for those of you who um, are participants in primary elections, which is something, honestly, we need more and more and more of. Okay, we always complain about uh, who we get in the general election. Well, the opportunity to have input in who we have in the general election, well, that's called a primary. Okay, and that's coming up Tuesday. And uh, we need to get up off of our duffs and, you know, we need to go and vote, okay? And so, you know, don't, you know, and, and see, and the thing about it that uh, I think is so beautiful about the Republican Party is that we don't make these types of decisions based on uh, superficial uh, characteristics uh, the way the Democrats do, okay? I mean, just look at Trump. And oh, the number, by the way, if you'd like to call in, and I'd love to talk to some of you today, 804-454-1366 is the number. If you're on Facebook, the number is right there. If I'm talking too fast, the number's right there on Facebook, 804-454-1366. And, uh, but, you know, you uh, folks have a choice, and... Uh, you know, we've, we've kind of been in primary season all over the country. Various states are having their primaries and folks are gearing up for the November elections. But to, to choose who can best prosecute the case for the Republican Party, you've got to do that Tuesday, okay? Come, come uh, November, it's too late to do that, all right? And, and hopefully, no matter who we select, uh, we're going to support that candidate, okay? And uh, that is what my expectation uh, would be, and uh, similarly, uh, you know, statewide, that's that's my position. Uh, I know there are a lot of people that get very, very passionate over a particular candidate. And uh, and to be honest, folks, you know, these are these are pretty much good candidates and good people. Ryan McAdams is a great guy. Cheyenne Fenty is great. And, um, you know, you, you heard both their interviews. Uh, well, those of you who have been on for a while, and now if you came late and you would like to hear them, uh, they're up on my Facebook, uh, Craig Johnson. And uh, just, you know, hit me up with a friend request, okay? And we're going to post the uh, audio. On Facebook, you get the uh, audio and the video. Uh, now on my website, we're going to put the audio of this this uh, entire program. Uh, hopefully it will be up um, you know, perhaps, and you know, by the end of the day, and you'll be able to hear the entire, uh, the, the entire conversation. And we'll separate out uh, Cheyenne Fenty's interview if you want to hear that. We'll separate out Ryan McAdams' interview if you want to hear that. And uh, we have Joseph on the line uh, who would like to discuss the upcoming pro, uh, primary. Joseph, uh, what's your take, brother? Well, I was just wondering, 
you said that uh, you weren't going to endorse anybody for the primary, but then you endorsed Cheyenne. No, I said at a state level I'm not going to endorse because uh, E.W. Jackson, Corey Stewart, and Nick Freitas, I like all three of them, and I think any of the three can win, okay? And so I um, I was not endorsing in that race, but in, in this race, I think – I think Cheyenne has a slight edge because there are people in the uh, 4th District. This is a new district. This was created by the courts. And so this is an opportunity to take Republicanism to people who are not accustomed to it. And they're accustomed to hearing what a Republican is as told by Democrats. Okay, so this is an opportunity for Republicans to tell we can tell our own story, which is what we need to do. Take control of the narrative. And so for most people, for for a mature Republican, just like a mature Christian, that's different from a baby Christian or a new Republican. Would you agree with that assertion before I go forward? I agree. Okay, so then the expectation of how you get them to let the brick wall down so that the first thing they can do is listen to you. You know, I just think that there is, um, you know, there are some people that these superficial characteristics, they mean something. They don't mean anything to me. You sound like a mature, responsible adult. I would guess they don't mean anything to you. Am I correct? Yes. Yeah, but would we both agree that there are people that we share this commonwealth with for whom these things mean something? Yeah. We're just trying to break that down. That's all. Okay, that's all I got. Okay, thank you so much for the call. and I appreciate your listenership. Thank you. All right, 804-454-1366, 804-454-1366 is the number. And, um, you know, would love to hear from uh, perhaps one of the uh, Facebook folks that are viewing uh, all over the country. The number is right there on Facebook, 804-454-1366. And um, I also want to reiterate, uh, let me pull it back up here, the um, the talk that is going to be uh, given uh, at the Virginia Christian Alliance this Tuesday, June 12th. Uh, this is a pretty big deal, folks. Next week is the 800th and 800 and what? 803rd, I think, anniversary of, uh, yeah, it's uh, twelve. the year 1215, uh, the Magna Carta. And that was uh, June, uh, I forget, June 15th, something like that. Uh, it, it was in June, the um, the signing of the Magna Carta. Uh, a couple of years later, uh, would would have been twelve seventeen the uh, Charter of the Forest. Okay, and so this is uh, the beginning. And again, from humble beginnings, uh, you know, do make great things. And so things don't just America didn't pop up like a mushroom overnight. Okay, freedom where powerful people actually respect the fact that your rights are a gift from God and not a, a, a commandment from the king or the president or the prime minister or the mullah or whomever. You know, of course, the mullahs, they don't recognize that. They just say, look, do it my way or I'll cut your head off. And, um, 
So, you know, we don't do it like that in America. And the reason why is because of baby steps, starting with the Magna Carta. Uh, and, and, you know, there were a lot of other things. And really, you could say it goes back to Christian faith, okay? And so where the Spirit of the Lord is, there also is liberty, okay? And so as Christians, as conservatives, as constitutionalists, as capitalists, you know, all these things spring from our faith. And uh, these are the will of God, our, our, um, our free will. That's, you know, and for, for anyone that doubts that God endowed man with free will, become a parent, okay? And, uh, you know, and once your little baby fights you to, for changing a diaper or, you know, no, I don't want the bottle or, you know, here, take it back and warm it. <laughs> you know, they, these, these babies, they have, their own, they have their own will. You know, no, I don't want to wear that, you know? <laughs> and, uh, I mean, they, they have their own will. I don't want to go to a private school. I want to go to public school. I don't want to go to a public school. I want to go to the private school where they wear those nice uniforms. I don't want to do this. I want to do that. I mean, they, you know, become a parent, and you will find out, yes, indeed, the hatchet man is right. God did, in fact, create man with free will. And so a, what a conservative is doing is you're trying to conserve that because the opposition, they're always attacking that, okay? And everything that God created, they want to attack. And as um, Cheyenne Fenty's wonderful mother so eloquently stated that, you know, the people we're fighting— you know, they are after your children. They want your, your son to be a girl. They want your daughter to be a boy. You know, they're injecting drugs into children, puberty blockers, so that to prolong puberty or prolong pre-puberty uh, so as to create more gender confusion in the minds of the child so that the child is more receptive to these lies that they teach that you can be a boy or a girl. When... God has already determined what you're going to be, boy or girl, period, end of statement, you know? And so this is, the, you know, these are the things uh, we're fighting. And so if you want to learn more about uh, the Magna Carta, if you want to learn more about the, um, the Charter of the Forest, you know, this is back when the king, you know, people had been using the forest for forever, you know, for wood for their homes, wood for, to repair their homes, wood to heat their homes, you know, acorns to fatten up their their livestock, you know, plants, you know, things that they, they could eat, even medicinal plants. These are things that people would just, they would go into the forest and get them, but the king came and said, well, hey, this is the king's forest, and you can't use it. And so this idea that people have that they can curtail people's freedoms is not a new idea. So when you see Democrats today, they will say, oh, well, we got the fairness doctrine. So because the hatchet man is on the radio and he's talking about, uh, you know, freedom, he's talking about God, he's talking about conservative values, he's talking about constitutional limits, he's talking about Christian faith, he's talking about confronting evil. He's talking about consistency and application of law. So WNTW, what you guys have to do is you have to give equal time 
to a left-wing radio show that's going to say there should be no Christian faith or there should be no conservatism and, and that's on down the list. And a boy is not a boy if he doesn't want to be. A girl is not a girl if she doesn't want to be. And that's and, and, and notice the, the benign word they put in front of that doctrine, the fairness doctrine, okay? And so, and it's the same thing with net neutrality, okay? Again, a benign word, neutral, okay? Net neutrality. And so they, 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 they cast this as the people that are better than you, wiser than you, smarter than you, and they care more about equality and, you know, creating a level playing field. They're just more caring than you mean old people like that mean old brother Craig the Hatchet Man. You know, he's over here talking about he's toting a set of onions. And uh, so as though he's better than this guy over here that's toting a set of blueberries. <laughs> well, you know, onions are better than blueberries if you got to tote some spiritual testosterone. <laughs> but, um, but with net neutrality and the fairness doctrine, this is just like 800 years ago, Okay. The kings of today are like the king of 800 years ago, King John. He wants to put a limit on your freedom, okay? The only thing different is that King John didn't offer you up any excuse as to pretend that he's doing this for your own good, okay? He just did it, okay? Now, the kings of today, they're slick, okay? So they know that if they just do these things, you're going to rebel, so they couch them with soft, kind, gentle words. The ACLU is the American Civil Liberties Union, okay? How can anyone be against civil liberties? You know, planned parenthood. They don't call it, you know, abortions are us. It's, it's planned. How can you be against planning out your parentage? Okay, it's a good thing to plan things ahead of time. And so they're very clever with words, okay, net neutrality. Okay, we want to help make the Internet neutral so that the powerful people can't overpower the little people. And this is their pretense, you know, the fairness doctrine. Who can be against fairness? And so you need to learn the roots of these things. And Stephen Smith is going to give a fantastic talk about this. Um, and, and, again, Stephen is um, the uh, chancellor of Henricus College. And it will be held at uh, the uh, Virginia Christian Alliance. And many of you know I'm a member of the Virginia Christian Alliance. I'm the school choice advocate over there. And, um, you know, our, our ideas on schools is that everyone should be free to choose their school. You should not be a dictate, again, from the kings of education today, the school board. Okay, the school board should not say you live in zip code, you know, one, two, three, four, five. Therefore, your child goes to this school. Okay, because what they do is they lump all the poor kids uh, by who live in a poor area by zip code, and they make sure all the poor kids go to the same school. And so I don't care if you build them a brand-new school. The fact that they all are from a poor environment and they all have that same poverty-like culture, a culture that the uh, Democrats go to them and they say, well, you should hate white people. You should hate rich people. You should hate Republicans. You should hate Christians. You know, Christians don't want you to have any fun, okay? Republicans don't want you to have any money, you know? And it's just, it's absolutely ridiculous. Rich people want you to be poor. 
You know, and so no one ever goes to these people because they they have the same culture and they never stop to think that these rich millionaires that are selling them pants that, uh, you know, these pants that hang down and look that expose their underwear. It's like these things are sewn together that way. So it has to look stupid like that. You know, some of them, they're doing it on purpose, but some of them, they purposely go to the store and they buy pants that droop. I mean, if you had to run for your life, you'd trip and fall. Well, a millionaire made that. You know, Snoop Dogg or uh, Jay-Z, you know, or I forget the name of the guy. I don't know if it's them or some other guy, but a lot of these rappers have clothing lines. And it's not clothes that look like they make sense, like you're going to go on a job interview. It's stupid-looking clothes. And so, which makes you look stupid. And so when you wear that and you go to try to get a job and then they tell you no, oh, well, racist, you're rich, you want me to stay poor. You're white, you, you don't like black people. It's ridiculous. And see, and the joker that is making money off of selling you these stupid things is the same guy that's pumping your brain full of these ideas of hatred. And so... This, these things have to be fought. They have to be fought, folks. And, uh, and we're fighting them. And, you know, these ideas of liberty, uh, they may seem arcane and academic, but I'm telling you they are so germane to modern life. Uh, if you would only just take some time, uh, you know, forget about basketball and uh, what's that, what else is going on, hockey and I guess baseball is up now. And, uh, you know, forget about that for a while. You know, it's just uh, and, and, and focus on some things that might could help your you could you could literally with a little bit of focus. A person could literally change their family tree. You, you could literally do that. You could just you could take a look at your children and your grandchildren and you can ask yourself, you can project out. OK, if my children and, you know, you say, well, look at where I'm where my life is, my, the life of my extended family, even you can project, you can even say the life of my community and you project it forward logically if with absent some change agent changing the trend lines. You can actually predict where things are going to be in 10 years, in 20 years. I mean, if you have a 10-year-old at home, well, in 10 years, that person will be 20. They'll either be in the military or a trade or in college or they'll be a bum, okay? You can, you can literally project that in 20 years, that 10-year-old will be 30. They'll be in the middle of a career. Uh, perhaps they'll be married and have children of their own or not. I mean, you can actually plot this out. This, this is not rocket science, okay? It really isn't. And... So just so by taking a little time to take self-assessment and focus, you know, it's an old wise saying that the unexamined life is not worth living. And so we want to examine our lives, not just our own personal life, but, you know, you're here, you're, you're like me. Like I often say, I'm a relay runner in a relay race, and I'm running my leg of the race with a, a baton in my hand. Well, you're doing the same thing, folks. So view yourself as you have been given a baton from your parents or your teachers or your church minister 
or your religious leader, you've been, uh, or if you've like adopted, uh, you know, maybe some national leader like Ronald Reagan, okay, and you've uh, loved Ronald Reagan and you've just fell in love with Reagan's ideas and you've adopted them as your own. Well, then that means Ronald Reagan placed a baton in your hand, okay? Your father, your grandfather, maybe an uncle, maybe a friend of the family, or maybe just an elder in the community that you admire. You know, God has certainly blessed me with many of them. You know, I didn't have my own father, but I had many fathers, okay, that God put in my life. And these men have been a blessing to me. Okay, and so what I have in my hand is a baton. Now, I did not create this baton. You did not create your baton. Someone, through God's grace, placed that baton in your hand. What are you going to do with it? Are you running your leg of the race aggressively, smartly, with endurance, with forbearance? What are you doing? Do you know to whom you're going to hand the baton off and when? Again, with some thought and some focus, you know, great things can happen. Great things can happen. And we get so wrapped up. You know, I was talking earlier about the, these, uh, these um, spoiled brat athletes You know, and these folks, they're they're foaming at the mouth, angry at Donald Trump, you know. And and here you have more jobs than job seekers. You have Trump talking about prison reform, okay? Trump pardoning, you know, pardoning uh, an elderly black woman uh, 20 years for a nonviolent drug offense. 20 years, woman's turned her life around. Trump lets her go. And because um, some celebrity brought it to Trump's attention, so... All the Democrat news media outlet, rather than let Trump have uh, a little credit for something, which I think it would be good if Trump stopped trying to seek credit. He's going to get it anyway. But, man, learn learn how to anticipate uh, these demonic attacks, Mr. Trump. <laughs> and um, But anyway, that's, that's a program for another day. But... Um, you know, so they attacked the man that, uh, oh, you did it because a celebrity told you to do it and your numbers are going to go up. So you really don't care about black people. I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous. It's, it's mean, it's hateful, but we can talk about it all we want. What are we going to do about it? You know, what are we going to do about it? We're going to keep doing the same old thing over and over and over again. And, um, you know, the grand old Republicans, you know, my Christian friends who, can't seem to think outside of the box, okay? And there's a time and a place for that. I'm not knocking the four-wall church, trust me, okay? But, um, you know, there's more to ministering to people than can be done in the confines of the four-wall church or in the confines of the way that the four-wall church does traditional outreach. There's more to it than that, folks, okay? And, and you know, and, 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 and again, from the content of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so we have to uh, learn a, a little more about how to go about getting our messages out if, if we want to be effective, you know. So, but anyway, I'm being a little long-winded here. We, um, 
what do we have, four minutes in the program here? So <laughs> this is what I'm going to do. Well, no, I'm not going to play the giving ad, okay? I will say this, though, okay? Um, for your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, to stand behind, well, actually, I'm sitting today, okay? I, I normally stand. Uh, it's better on my back. But I, I had Cheyenne Fenty in studio as a guest today, and so uh, when I have a guest in, I sit so that we're, for the camera, we're at an even level. But uh, So I'm sitting behind, but I'm still behind the microphone. And no, it's not golden, but it's big, it's bad, and it's powerful, okay? But what it is not is free. It's not free, okay? And I'm founder and president of the First Amendment, Inc., and the First Amendment, Inc. makes it possible for me to sit here behind this microphone and deliver to you undiluted truth. And what did you get today? You got... You got a treat today, okay? We had Cheyenne Fenty, whom I endorsed uh, in the 4th Congressional District. Uh, she did eloquently. She did beautifully, and she did brilliantly. But she was upstaged by her mom, who did her way, way better. <laughs> and then we had her opponent on, Ryan McAdams, okay? And we had a little back and forth and a, a little jostling there. Uh, you know, Senator Chase got in on it a little bit, and that's always good to hear from uh, Senator Chase, and uh, so we it was it was really really an interesting uh, program I think today. Uh, but again, uh, this is this is freedom. Uh, this is uh, the making of the sausage in the sausage factory that we that we like. And so I encourage you to put it on your calendar. Plan to vote in the primary election on Tuesday. Uh, you know I don't tell folks who to vote for. I, I'm voting. You know I'm I'm endorsing. Uh, Cheyenne, and um, I'm not endorsing in the um, statewide election. I would like you to just vote for the candidate of your choice. I love all three of them, and uh, whichever one wins has my 120% support. Uh, Millennial, Nick Freitas, Generation X, Corey Stewart, uh, or Baby Boomer, E.W. Jackson. Any of the three has my 100% percent support. And even Ryan, if Ryan prevails in the fourth, Ryan has my 100 percent support. Okay, and I'll as a matter of fact, whether it's he or Cheyenne, I will actually go out and do all I can to defeat uh, Donald McEachin. Okay, and that's a promise, folks. So anyway, with that said, uh, check us out on our um, website, The Really Real Deal. Check us out here tomorrow uh, we on Sunday mornings we replay uh, last week's radio broadcast from nine o'clock to eleven uh, Sunday morning, and uh, thank you all for being here. Uh, God bless you, America. I really do love you. I love this nation, and uh, we just I appreciate you all so much. And uh, thank you to my both my fantastic guests and the callers today. Uh, we've had a wonderful time. We're going to see you next week. Who died?